The One Tough Mother Podcast. The One Tough Mother Show is real talk with special guests, including industry leaders, celebrities, and amazing women who've overcome adversities to work their way to the top and are willing to share their real life lessons. Remember, you don't have to be a mother to be one tough mother. It's all about you. Welcome to the One Tough Mother Show. And as always, we've had a great guest coming on. But um, in the meantime, I know that it's been a crazy, crazy day with you. And what's been going on with you? I have been trying to get in touch with you. Where have you been? Oh, you know, Melissa wasn't feeling well last night to the point where she felt like she had to go to the hospital. So I had to wake up all the kids and uh, take care of the hospital, the emergency room. And uh, she's okay. Oh, dude, she's all right. She's fine. She's okay. She just um, just dehydrated and just um, you know, just not not feeling good. And uh, that is so important, especially in this weather. But it's important all the time that people there. There's something called the eight. It's eight hours of sleep and eight uh, glasses of water. Or so, like you've really, really, really got it hydrate yourself i know you know what a lot of people go oh i forgot to drink something you can't forget to drink things yeah so you had to get fluids and um me and the kids slept in the in the van outside the emergency room oh uh, yeah she fed the baby and took the baby back and we all just kind of waited so it was a long night i just got the kids to school late today and uh you know, uh, and she felt bad or she's worried about cost or anything. It's like, don't ever think about cost when it comes to that. No one's going to know better than you if you need to go to the hospital. Right. Right. People are like it's going to be a false alarm or something, but always better safe than sorry. So I'm definitely not mad about that. I'm just Absolutely glad. not. But you know, how people get crazy with that. Of course. And you know what? People don't realize they always go, well, you know, I didn't eat. I didn't eat. You can go a lot longer without eating than you can without drinking. You'll, you will really have issues. Like it affects your brain. It affects your organs. Drink people drink. And I'm not talking about soda and I'm not talking about juice and coffee. I'm talking about water. People drink water. Yeah. That's all I have to say. And I'm glad she's, I'm glad she's doing well. No crazy neighbor stories, right? She's been, it's uh she's been kind of gone. It's weirder. I guess her daughter's not going to uh public school cause she's in first grade and she, it's, you know, it's just strange. I mean, maybe she found another place to live. and uh, But she's also a little nuts, too. So, like, she's big into Montessori school, which I have nothing against it. But she might have found another school for her daughter and, like, wakes up at 4 in the morning to drive her to Princeton. That's how crazy she is. Wow. Yeah, yeah. one could only hope. But, you know, no school is going to replace the fact that you're a horrible mother. But I move on. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I want to talk about Maxi Climber. How you doing, dude? You know, I'm... I'm I'm going steady. It's, it's I'm feeling really good. Uh, it's definitely I've noticed the difference. I'm getting my wind back. I'm getting some strength back. I'm just kind of going five minutes a day just just uh, just to get really used to it. I'm starting to get the, the soreness is starting to wear off. I'm starting to really get comfortable. Um, and I, yeah, I, it just it feels good. Like I get it's a full body workout. I'm working my cardiovascular too with my heart. So it's it's, it's just exactly what I need right now because I don't have a lot of time you know, to go to the gym or, or to do anything else. So I've gotten to the point where I'm, I got five minutes a day, you know, and I think I'm getting to the point where I'm probably going to up that, you know, and, and go to maybe 10 minutes a day. I should, I think I can do it. Just maybe um, I'm just, five has been easy. So I like the five, but I think I'm going to get up to 10. It's great. Uh, my body feels like I'm getting my body back and it, it feels great. So I love thank it. You. I mean, I'm at 18 minutes, but I've been doing it a month, exactly a month 
um, a couple of days ago. And it, it is, it's a vertical climbing machine. I mean, it, it kills the calories. That's all I have to say. And, but you know what I really noticed about it? Not so much that I'm losing weight because I am changing my body. Like you can honestly see a huge change. Like the toning people at work the other, somebody at work the other day said, wow, what are you doing? Your shoulders are really looking great. And I'm like, wow, you can really notice it because you know, when you look at yourself all the time, you don't notice it as much as someone else. But I, you know what? I really, I can't get over how much more stamina I have. Like I can do a lot now. Like I've always um, been really, really active and my job is really, really active, but I can go a good nine or 10 hours and I feel, I feel fine. I feel great. And I'm telling you right now, I can't tell you how easy it is to do. Again, you know, I love what you said. You're doing five minutes because it's comfortable right now and you're going to up it. Do what you can. Right, Seth? Yeah, you find out you find your, your, uh, you know, don't don't go over it. Get used to it. Get used to the machine. Start if you have to start at one minute a day, start at one. But you'll you'll quickly you'll get that you'll gain that strength. You'll gain that cardiovascular. uh, You know, you'll build that strength in your heart as well. And you'll be able to, to grow from there. It's like there's no timetable, you know, just go at your pace. And once it gets easy, like I'm at that point where it's getting easy, you got to up it a little bit. You got to keep challenging yourself because your body will, you know, plateau. You got to like, you got to keep challenging yourself, but start wherever you feel comfortable and just keep going from there. It's, it's super it's just, easy. It's super effective and it's, it's really efficient. And you know what the other thing is? It's really inexpensive for what you get. It's an amazing workout and it's a super inexpensive product. It's it's a really well-built product. It's easy to assemble. It comes like 90% pre-assembled. And I'll tell you what, I got it put together in like 12 minutes. It saves a lot of times. It folds up so it's it's compact. Like it, it's easy to store in like a closet or in the corner of somewhere or whatever. It has a digital calorie counter, which I like. It has a digital step counter, which I like. It has like a timer on it so you can see how long you're doing it. But it's like being Spider-Man. When Seth said this in the beginning, I was like, oh, yeah, it is totally hand over your head, up and down, climbing up a wall. And that's why it burns so many calories. I am literally soaked. And if you go on one tough mother underscore on Instagram, you will see every single post that I have posted. And people have actually sent me messages like, wow, you're a mess. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've gotten, wow, you're a mess. Um, a, a big bodybuilding community is following me, which I love because that's that's where I came from anyway. But it's, it's amazing. Awesome. I just, I'm really excited about it. I love it. I do it every day. I put, I, I'm trying to stay between 17 and 18 minutes. I knock it out. I, I love doing it. And um, they have a unique offer for our listeners, which I love. If you go to maxiclimber.com and you enter OTM, O-T-M, One Tough Mother, at your checkout, you get 15% off plus the bonus accessories that's worth over $50. That's a waist trainer, a fitness mat, and a workout armband to put like your iPod or your phone or whatever you have on. But it's just an incredible, incredible workout. And they have an app. I like to turn the app on just to kind of like, you know, kind of keeps your mind off of what you're doing. But my favorite thing is definitely beating my time because remember, it's you against you, right? When you're doing this, yeah, you challenge yourself. So you know, you'll, you'll, if you keep what you keep at it, you'll definitely improve as you go. You might be a little sore at first, 
you get through it and you'll you'll keep improving and you will feel really good. You'll, you'll feel amazing. It's it, the whole thing about it is amazing. It, it's such an incredible, incredible workout. And when I tell people how much it is, they're like, what? And I have had at least, I'm going to say nine people come to my gym because I have a gym in my basement and try it. And they're like, oh no, I'm going to buy this because it's a lot. People look at it and they're like, oh, come on. Are you kidding? In two to three minutes, they're like, holy cow. Can you feel the burn? It is a great workout. So that thank you, Maxi Climber. You're our sponsor. We love you. We're going to keep going on this um, by, I'm going to say another, I'm at one month. So I'm going to say in another month, I'm going to look like Arnold. You already look like Linda Hamilton from the Terminator. So oh, I love you're halfway you. there. Thank you. I love her. Thank you. Wow, Seth, that's the nicest thing you ever said. Thank you, Maxi Climber, for making Seth nice. So yes. this week we have another fabulous guest. And you know what? I just want to say this. Um, people think that they see people on TV or celebrities or they see people in the public, I mean, public lie. And, um, oh, they've got everything. They've got this. They've got trainers and dietitians. And they've got everything at their disposal. And a lot of times that's true, but a lot more times it's not. And our next guest really kind of puts the kibosh on that whole scenario and mindset because this woman is definitely one tough mother. I mean, she spent a lot of time struggling to get to where she has to be. And she's still like out there doing what I do. We're, we're both doing odd jobs and we're both doing things to keep everything going. And we're, I'm super excited. She, she's a great guest. And so stick around because when we come back, you're going to get to hear all about what she has to say. We'll be right back. The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. Back in the spring of 2016, LA's most exclusive mommy group led by parenting expert Jill Spivak turned to Bravo TV to follow six dynamic Los Angeles mothers chronicling their lives on the TV show, There Goes the Mommyhood. And our guest, mother of four, the beautiful Beth Bowen was one of these. A fitness enthusiast, which I love, whose life dramatically changed when she lost her mother and divorced a few years ago. Here is our guest and sharing her real life lessons with us today. First of all, I think she's one tough mother just for doing it on TV because I don't even like my face anywhere on TV, but I'm just <laughs> thrilled to have her. It's a pleasure to have you on the One Tough Mother Show, Beth. Bowen. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. And thank you so much for sharing your life Definitely. lessons. Because it's tough. I mean, first of all, you and I run in kind of a same vein type of thing. I had four kids. You have four kids. Yeah. I was 20 when I had my first and 28 when I had my fourth. And you weren't far from that. No, yeah, I had my first at 24, then 26, 30, and 32. Close shop. Yep, done. Yep, All done. Done. Yes, I am done. The only difference um, is you had two boys and two girls. I have three sons and a daughter. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. So, um, well, full disclosure, I mean, actually, my fourth wasn't even planned. Um, so, it, yeah, you know, I, um, my ex has a, um, addiction issues. And when things started to reveal themselves with his issues, um, I kind of jumped into intense therapy with him and, you know, I took my marriage vow seriously, uh, for sickness and in health. And at the time, you know, my husband was sick and I considered it, you know, an illness that, you know, his addictions and, 
I really tried hard, you know, stay, stick with him. But unfortunately, um, he just could not stay in recovery. And I had to do what was best for my children and, and leave the situation. Um, but in the process, um, did find out about another pregnancy. <laughs> and uh, that definitely delayed the process. But um, she's amazing. And so happy that she's here. And now she's seven. It's crazy wow. how time flies. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I went through the same thing. My ex-husband had issues and you know I kind of equated it to people like people are like you're gonna stay and I was like here's the deal like if he was sick I said this was the the whole scenario I used if we're going down the highway and he's doing 90 miles an hour and I say stop stop doing 90 miles an hour and he right. doesn't and we get in an accident am I gonna leave his side because we got in an accident right so right. I, I kind I of like that analogy yeah I I just kind of like tried to teach people like you have to stick it out I'd like you took my marriage vow seriously for better for yeah work. but Same. then when there's one party trying you know what happens no and definitely and especially with the lies I mean I'm I'm fine with understanding that you're struggling or you're feeling triggered for whatever reason or there's something that you're you're battling but share it with me but if you are secretive and you continue to you know, act out or whatever I just it's not okay and I had to have stronger boundaries because I I think for me um, my situation I was extremely dependent I wasn't working I didn't I was a full-time mom I didn't have a career and it's scary leaving with four kids without income and not knowing where I was going to go where I was going to end up it, it was frightening. It was it was like jumping out of, you know, four-story building for me because I was like, I don't know if there's a net to catch me. I don't know how this is going to look. Am I going to die? How is this process going to work? But I got out. And, yes, I had hard times. I mean, at one point I was even on government support. I didn't have. My ex uh, was very angry, and he filed for bankruptcy. And I was left on my own and with really – very little family. My brother is here in LA, but he has his own family and, he, and he's struggling to take care of. My father's head injured. My mom passed away. So I was really kind of on my own. Yes, I have friends, but they have their own families and I didn't want to be a burden to anybody. And I had to figure things out quick. And it took time. And then the show came around and it, things started to, you know, come together, which was great. And it, it kind of got me back on my own journey and path of rediscovery of who I am. Cause I was married for so long for so, I was so young. I didn't even know who I was and what I'd like to do outside of being a mom. And so like, a, I think a huge life lesson for me was rediscovering myself. And you know, that even in case faced with the worst case scenario, when not knowing where I was going to live, not having income, like we survived, like things work out. It, it's not always glamorous and great. And there was times where it was horrible and we were couch surfing, but I found a job. I started working and then I also uh, started my, my fitness career and started doing things outside of my comfort zone ever since. And I took up yeah, I swam the pier to pier from Hermosa to Manhattan Beach. I started just doing things for myself. And my biggest lesson to my children, especially, you know, my daughters, that a man is not your financial plan. That even if you get married and you want to be a stay-at-home mom, have some sort of career. Do something for yourself. Have your own money. 
be self-sufficient. I think that was, I mean, I, I, I loved being a stay at home mom, but I also, I felt, you know, completely, it was scary being so dependent. I think I stayed a lot longer out of fear because I didn't know how to take care of myself and my children. Oh, I absolutely agree. And I did the exact same thing. I piled four little kids in a car, drove away, no education. I was 20 when I had my first child. So I did the same thing you did. And we were on government assistance and we went from place to place. And it's extremely, extremely mind bending because you're saying this to yourself. Wait, was it better that I stayed? Was it better that they had some security? But in your real heart of hearts, you know, I don't want my boys seeing that. I don't want my daughters raised like that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, people question your, your judgment and you have to be strong enough. I get women writing us all the time that are in abuse situations. And I right. say, you've got to be strong enough to take the step. You have to be for your children. Right. For both, for yourself and your children. Absolutely. I mean, there's a reason why they say put the oxygen masks on yourself first and then your kids. I mean, we have to be strong we have to be mindfully healthy and i i feel like i was in a toxic situation that nobody was benefiting yes we had this gorgeous home and we had this beautiful lifestyle but it was toxic it was destructive i didn't want my sons to feel that this behavior is acceptable to treat women and i also didn't want my daughters to marry this so i thought you know i this I'm showing them that it's unacceptable by leaving. Right. I'm showing them that this is not okay. And there are consequences to bad behavior. So, um, yeah, so that's that's basically <sighs> was uh, how how I got out of um, my my marriage. But yeah, it was it was not an easy easy time. It was definitely. And, you know, a perfect scenario if I had a career and I had a nest egg, I mean, that would be a no-brainer. But unfortunately, um, for us women that become dependent, it's it's a whole other ballgame. And it's, it, it, I think when you don't have the confidence or you don't feel that you'll survive on your own, you're told you won't survive on your own and that nobody's going to want you with all these kids and then where are you going to work and da-da-da-da. And it's just... It's crap. Don't listen to it. And it's get away and get with people that build you up and lift you up and surround yourself with love and light. And we all go through adversity and we have our struggles. And it's the other side that really makes us, you know, appreciate what we have and we're stronger people for it. And I think role models for our children as well. Absolutely, 100%. I know now that all four of my children are highly educated and. I know in my heart, because my older sons have said to me, if you hadn't left, we don't know how we would have turned out. I mean, we don't know. I mean, you don't want, I didn't want my boys to see the way I was being treated. And I didn't want my daughter to think that being treated that way was acceptable. Exactly. Same. And so as a result, you make decisions for your children on, on the way that you perceive like the way you want things to happen the way it's tough you're scared to death i was scared to oh it's terrifying and i didn't have a model of divorce my parents were married my father's head injured my mom stayed and was his caretaker and i i didn't know what divorce looked like so um yeah and i didn't want to be a statistic i'm like oh i can work this out we can get through this and then you know unfortunately we couldn't and it wasn't the right thing to do and it wasn't we weren't 
partners. We weren't teammates. And, um, yeah, and I had to make that decision. And it, it has been the best decision. My daughter's running for class president today, oh. of freshman class. <laughs> yeah, she's a cheerleader at her high school. She's on the uh, JV teams her freshman year. And she has all this confidence. I love it. I just love it. And it's, it's, it's great. I just, my kids are thriving. They're really doing well. That's such an, that's just so shows who you are and what you did was so right. So let's talk now. The show ended. You you, you went through, like, was it one or two seasons? One. Okay. You went through a season of the show. And (laughs) you, you, do you stay in contact with the women that were on the show too? Yes, I do. And I'm really close with uh, Stephanie Fair. Nice. Uh, yeah, we, I just actually, I just got back from Nashville a few weeks ago. She moved to Nashville with her husband and children, and they have a beautiful life over there, and it was fantastic. Yeah, her and I are like sisters. Oh, that's fun. And then you moved, you moved yourself basically right yeah. into your fitness. Uh, yes, yes. Tell us about that. Tell us what you're doing with that. Tell us how it's... Well, um, I, I've actually moved around a lot. You know, I was... Um, I was working for actually a couple different studios and I uh, started training, um, working with uh, Bar Method and then Pilates and um, independently um, training. And actually, it was mainly just for myself. It, right. it wasn't even, um, it, w- it was just something that I enjoyed and um, it was it was actually like free therapy when I didn't have the money to go to therapy anymore. I started working out a bunch and I lost a tremendous amount of weight with each pregnancy. And I just thought that I had, um, kind of had a better understanding of how to do it. And I was just, I wanted to share that and share that with people that struggle with the baby weight. Cause it is so hard. And especially as we get older and even though I, I had my last at it, still a relatively young age at 32 I found it much more difficult to lose the weight with the fourth child than it was when I was 24 I just bounced right back and I just really wanted to share that with people and um but since then I've actually gotten into painting and I've been an artist for many years but I didn't really believe in myself as far as putting my art out there I'm like I don't know if anyone's gonna like this and um, having a, my first gallery showing October 6th in Hollywood. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So I've just really just kind of reinvented myself. And really I'm living, and not in a narcissistic way, but living for me again. And I feel like I lost a lot of that um, through my marriage. And I think we lose a lot because we put so much into our children, which is human nature. You know, we're mothers and we want to nurture them. But through all that, I didn't know what I like to do. And I didn't um, know what I felt like my purpose was or what I'm still searching for that. (laughs) And I I just feel like I'm really genuinely happy. I don't have a lot financially, but I I have a lot with love and support and um, nurture from family and friends. And I'm really happy. I feel like I'm really my happiest. Oh, that is such a good thing to hear because that is the light at the end of the tunnel. That is oh, what completely. we all yes. strive to be. Even for me, yeah. like, I love my show. And people have been like, well, you don't make a lot of money doing it. But, but I speak fine. to some of the money most... Money doesn't make you... Right. Happy, yeah. The most amazing women in the world. I mean, I've spoken to, you know, Glo- Gloria Aldred and... and, and That's um, awesome. 
you know, some of the top women in this country. And they all have shared lessons that are just amazing. So when you love what you do, you just have to right. keep doing it. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And, you know, I just, I feel just so happy inside. And that's just a feeling I honestly haven't had. I mean, when I was in my marriage, I really didn't realize how miserable I was. But I wasn't, I just wasn't happy. And I, and I really cared about what others thought and, you know, make sure everything looked good on the outside. But I'm an open book now. I mean, I, I keep it really simple and I'm just so genuinely just happy. Oh, that's so fun. And you know what? Yeah. The truth of the matter is, you are the only person that can make you happy. I mean, so true. people are like, it's well, so I just true. want to find someone to make me happy. Then don't. Don't. No, yeah, it doesn't work that way. It. it comes from within. It's so true. It's so true. It's just, um, and I think through adversity, though, if I didn't go through these trials, I don't think I would be here. I don't know if I would be happy. And realizing that it's it's the little things in life and you know the things that we i took for granted before i don't you know we are we're all healthy we all we have our health and we have each other and and a lot of a lot of great friends and family and support and that's really all it sounds cliche but it's true it's all you need it's really it is it doesn't matter to spend a lot of money on something like a purse or whatever it's empty i mean i Sure, I, I like the nice things, nicer things in life. But at the end of the day, when I had that lifestyle, I was probably at my lowest point and the most miserable. And um, I just appreciate what I have. It's so and true. Um, yeah, just in a, in a really good place. And and you have to get out there, and you have to be part of something. You can't wallow in your self pity and feel like everything and everyone's against you. Oh yeah, no, I'm definitely not a victim at all. And I I feel that this these these experiences have only made me stronger and have heightened my appreciation. Oh, that's amazing. So tell us, like, so you're doing your painting, which is just incredible. I can't wait to to see what your work yeah, looks like. Yeah, I'm going to be posting. Yeah, I'm actually going to change my Instagram, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to change it up and um, and put heart, artist. <laughs> like, Excellent. You know what? I am an artist, and I'm going to have a website connected um, to my art, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm just really, really excited where I'm at, and um, I've entered a, another triathlon that's coming up, and I've, I'm just... I just feel like I'm really living life. I'm really, I'm living my life. Now, as far as like your income, you got sponsors helping you with everything? And... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm still, I'm working odd jobs here and there. And I, I've been making money through my art and I'm making money through training and fitness. And um, I've been helping out, you know, different friends. And um, I'm fine financially. I'm just not... Um, um, I don't know. I just, I live within my means, I should say. <laughs> yeah, you're like me. I do the I same live thing. a pretty simple life. Yep. I do odd jobs here and there. I, you know, of course the show yeah, has a great Yeah, I'm sponsor. not struggling. I'm not on government support. I'm just, um, we're doing all right. We're getting by. We're That's doing well. Excellent. Excellent. And the kids, everybody seems to be happy and... Serious? Yes. Yes. And my daughter had a really simple, cute little, um, birthday party it was a uh, princess dress-up place and she's like this was the best birthday Aww. ever and I used to have these ridiculous parties for my kids I mean yes I, I was in this 
this marriage that <laughs> wasn't the healthiest. But we had camels, and we had, I mean, out of a movie. I mean, we had these obnoxious birthday parties. <laughs> and I'm looking back in hindsight. I mean, my kids are happy with, you know, just their friends. And we're at, a, like, Lorenzo, my my third child, he wants to have a birthday party at the movie theater and bring his friends to see the um, I think it's small foot or little foot, whatever the next movie is coming out. And I'm like, this is so amazing. Like, it's so great. It's the little things. And it's just, it just goes to show you. I mean, we, we had all of that. That was just over the top and ridiculous that I was at my unhappiest and my children didn't appreciate it. And I think I did it for more of the show. It wasn't even about the kids. So it's like, we're living, you know, in a present, um, we're, uh, uh, how would you say conscious you know and right. i feel like yeah we're all very grounded and, and happy and you, you know what you get caught in that circle it's not it's not that anybody aspires to be in that circle somehow right. somewhere we get caught in that circle and it's, yeah and you realize it when it's not there anymore like oh my god i was caught in this stupid completely yeah Completely. I mean, I, we, we, we lived a very lavish life and I was miserable and I just got into that whole keeping up with the Joneses and I was insecure and I wanted to fit in and yeah. And then at the end of the day, it was just all empty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, looking back and I, I feel like, you know, I was just in this amusement park and on this roller coaster and, you know, I equate my divorce to being off the ride but you know i'm still stuck in the amusement park because you know we still deal with each yeah. other but yeah. i'm off i'm off the crazy train you know i'm off the roller coaster and, and we're all thriving because of that that's excellent so what do you think yeah. what is your future i mean your art is something new what 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 is your like what is your real do you know what your purpose is like what's your purpose you know i would i would like to have i've looked into even becoming um uh, a therapist or I want to, I would like to help women, especially that are in situations where they feel stuck and trapped and they don't have a way out. I, I would like to help women, you know, with weight loss and just to, however I can. I think our, my purpose is to give back and to share my lessons and how I was able to achieve and get through the darkest moments and um, hopefully somehow someone can benefit from that. I, I totally agree. Like the show is my show is my life right now. I love it. I work odd jobs to keep it running. I have a great sponsor, but you know, that sometimes goes away. So you really have to watch sure. what you're doing. But I'm thinking I, I want to have like a show where there's like three or four women and we've been through this kind of thing and that we can help other women. Because when I go to yeah, speak, definitely. so many women will stand up and say, oh, my God, I never told anyone, but I was sexually abused. Or, oh, right. my God, I never told anyone, but my husband this. Or, I'm afraid yeah. of that. And when they Well, there's so much shame attached to, you know, not having this perfect life. We don't talk about it. We don't really talk about addictions and issues in marriages because we're afraid of judgment and yeah, the shame, the taboo factor that's connected with it. It's unfortunate. You know, I really felt completely alone until I joined, like, another support group where I'm like, wow, this is happening to so many women just like me. I mean, it, it crosses all lines. It doesn't matter where you are 
um, you know, if you're you're rich or poor or whatever, it doesn't matter. I mean, it it, it crosses all those gaps, and um, I felt like there was a lot of women that are just were felt trapped too. They didn't have a way out, and there is a way out. And we, I had. I didn't have a lot of other resources and I found them. And those are the things that I would like to share. It's like, how, like, what do you do? Like, how, what is your next step? And I, I feel like I can definitely help and support women that way. Oh, absolutely. And a lot of women don't, what happens is society dictates what the perfect life is supposed to look like. You're supposed to have two point five children. Five kids, exactly. Live in a house. Make a sense. Yeah, drive a SUV and and yes. wear a cardigan. So um, it's true. Yeah, I get. I, I even get mad at myself. You know, I spent 25 years in advertising and marketing. I owned my own company, and I wrote and produced television and radio commercials. And I played to that that genre, and it makes me upset now, thinking back, that I kind of helped facilitate that. And I'm so glad mm. that I'm out of that. Just like with you, like when we, when I went through it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is not what I thought it was. Exactly. And you, so true. And you look at your friends and you think, is this only me? Like, am I the only one? Right. Right. Yeah. Completely. Completely. And I was the youngest, you know, because we live in this really affluent community where a lot of people both have you know they both have careers and they waited to settle down and here I'm 24 and a lot of these women thought I was their nanny you know with right. like how how many days a week do you do you have this baby I'm like uh, every day my daughter <laughs> um, but no it's true and so I felt like I had to overcompensate and throw these lavish parties and invite these women I'm like see no we're we're great we have it together yeah look look how beautiful our life is it's perfect you know and I just totally bought into that whole charade and and then actually especially when my mom um became ill I just it really just puts everything into perspective and I just lost my biggest cheerleader. I said, you know what? Life is too short. I'm not going to spend another day miserable. And my kids don't need to be subjected to this one more day. And that was it. And I got out. And, you know, sometimes it takes these huge traumatic life moments for you to, you know, change direction or take a risk and just go. (laughs) And that's what what it took for me. Yeah, because we, we were brainwashed that failure is bad. Right. We're, right. And right. Or what, or what people think matters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the last time I checked, I wasn't paying my bills with someone else's thoughts and judgment. You know, it's funny. It's just somebody really, just sent me a like, meme that said, your opinion of me does not pay my bills. <laughs> exactly. But it's true. It's like, why did I care in my twenties so much? Oh my gosh. I cared so much. And now I'm like, I don't care at all. Right? That's <laughs> I'm really living for me for the first time in my life. And so what about acting? You think you're going to get into some acting or no? You know what? I, I would like to work in the, the mom genre. I really think this is such a huge platform that really, I mean, it, it, I mean, so many people can relate to parenting in general, not even just mom. I would like to create my own original content, to be honest. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, so that's definitely something that w- would be a, 
next on the list. <laughs> right, right. It's so, and this world is, you know, we're so lucky because we have so many opportunities now because of the internet, because of the things that, you know, women around us, you know, great, great women around us are stepping up and saying, hey, no, mm -mm, this is not happening. Right. And that's helping us to uh, get further and further. I mean, Every day I see it and, and they write me or they, or I get contacted by these fabulous women. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, it's so right. nice that we have the opportunity to be connected to them. Definitely. Definitely. You know, and it's and we're not alone. And and I feel that, you know, it's the more that we talk about it and create this conversation, it, we're only helping each other by holding it in. Nobody's benefiting. Right. I think we need to get past our own egos and our own insecurities and be real and be honest. Right. Absolutely. And the weight loss thing is such an important thing because people think, oh, you just want to be skinny to look great. No, you know, for my health. Yes. I lost my mom at 68 She from congestive heart failure. And, and there was so many things that went into that, that she should be alive today. And it, and it is, a, it is for health. It's not, I mean, I'm not going to say, oh, it's not aesthetically too. No, it does feel good when I feel like I look good. Right. I'm not going to say no, no, but I mean, it really meant the majority of it is for health. And then through that, you feel good about yourself and you're, you look good and you just, you feel, um, you feel better. You know, and it's just, and you have the energy, which is great. And, you know, my mom was heavy. So I, I think people would say, well, you have a skinny uh, family. Or I'm like, no, I don't. And it's not, a, you know, I, I am fighting poor genetics. And you can do it. And, you, and there is a way. And I found my way. And I would love to share. That's and fabulous. anyone's willing to send me a message and it can... Contact me, um, easiest ways through my Instagram at I am Beth Bowen, and I do answer the questions, and I read the feeds, and however I can help, I, w I would love to. That's fabulous, Beth, because there that people think, well, look at her, she's gorgeous, and, you know, she's got the money. They don't even have a clue of who you really are. You no, know, really and don't. I don't. <laughs> Not like I used to, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and it, it, again, it's, it's just so empowering to know that, you know, I... I have a sponsor. Our sponsor is a, is a fitness um, app, and I do it every day, not just because they're our sponsor, but because I love to work out. And people are like, oh, you're just doing that for money? No. If you go back through my years and years of life, you'll see I've been in sports nutrition and, you know, that awesome. forever, for 25 right. years. Right. And, you know, and to be honest, I actually didn't work out a ton before my divorce, and I was training for the peer-to-peer -peer swim, and because I was scared to death of the ocean. I really was. I'm like, really? you know, that's the ocean... The ocean terrifies me, and I want to do something terrifying. And I signed up for the swim. I don't know if I was <laughs> insane, and I was like, how am I going to do this? I never was on a swim team. I could swim in a pool, but nothing like two and a half miles against current across you know, the ocean. And uh, I just started training every day, and... And once I crossed that finish line, it was just, it, I was like in tears. I was just crying. I was just like, wow. You know, we can honestly do anything we put our minds to. And that's another cliche statement, but it's so true. I felt so, I never felt so alive and so like, like I was just living for myself for the first time and doing things that scared me and knowing that, you know, 
you, you can get through it. And it, it was just such a beautiful moment for me. And I really, I've used that experience also to just, just to inspire my friends and to do things that they like, well, I've always wanted to try, but I'm scared. I'm like, God, go with it, run with it, do it. Right. You will conquer it. You'll conquer your fears and you'll feel so great and feel so achieved. You know, I feel like I have such a huge sense of achievement afterwards. Oh, stepping out is absolutely, I mean, the best thing you can do. And th- to hear that you were terrified of the ocean, and believe me when I know, I mean, I've been around the ocean my entire life. Swimming in a pool and swimming in the ocean are two completely different completely. things. Completely. You see shadows in that ocean, and it's early in the morning, and it's dark, and you know, yeah. you can't really, the visibility is not great in our ocean over here. Right. And you're swimming with a, close to a thousand swimmers and we're all in the ocean together. And it, it is terrifying. You have this adrenaline that you, and before crossing the first buoy, I was like hyperventilating. I thought I was going to drown. I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And I thought of my mom and I thought of going through this divorce and I thought of, I am strong. I can do this. I'm doing this for my children. I'm doing this for myself. I'm showing my kids that life doesn't end once you have kids. And I, I, you can do whatever you want. Right. <laughs> I'm doing something that I never thought in a million years I would do. And and I, I think that confidence that I, the little bit that I still had in myself, it just propelled me to another level after that race and that's when I felt like gosh you know I can really do anything that's amazing. which I really going through my divorce I had probably the lowest self-esteem I was probably at my lowest point oh absolutely yep did you yeah. have the moment I had the moment where it got so overwhelming that I actually weighed out going back and putting up with it because I didn't know if I well, could make it. Well, it's terrifying, of course. You of had that course. moment where you're standing there. Oh, like, yeah. What the like, hell am uh, I thinking? I should just go you back. Know, so many and women deal. just stay. They just stay. They just turn, you know, yeah. a cheek to the yep. negativity yep. and the bad behavior. Yep. And, you know, just this is what I signed up for. Oh, yeah. I thought for sure. I'm like, there's no way. I'm not, I don't have a career. Right. I, I, I didn't finish school. What am I going to do? How am I going to provide for these children? My ex is going back and forth to Europe. He's not reliable. What am I doing? And people I, say, I mean, how are you going to feed those kids? You have four kids. How do I you know. do that? That's why I, I had to get on government support for yep. that, that that time. And I did. And then I, I started working temp work and I started finding jobs. And, you know, you what were my options? You know, it's right. a, I had to. I had to rise the occasion. I have four children. And I think because of that, it really makes you do things that you didn't think you even had the strength to do. Right, right. It, it's not about me anymore. It's about them. And then through a, achieving that, then I started living for myself. And I'm like, okay, now who am I? Right. <laughs> what do I like to do? Yes. Um, I lost everything. My, my ex refused for me to do any sort of acting when I was married and he was really insecure at that whole process. And when the show came around, um, I actually had another opportunity. I did a show on VH1 with Nicole Richie called Candidly Nicole. And that's actually how I met Jill. And she, it's just, it's like the universe. It was the right place at the right time. And then she asked me to audition for the Bravo show. And then I jumped through those hoops. And it's just like when you take a step in the right direction, even though it's terrifying, 
I don't know people's you know, religious beliefs, but for me, I believe in God and God opens doors and doors started to open for me. Right. And I, even when I didn't think God had my back and I was like, okay, where were you through all this? How did I get here? Right. right. And you know, I did something so terrifying and he was like, you know, what? I have you, you're going to be all right. And you know, surely slowly, but surely, you know, doors started to open and opportunities started to present themselves. And, I was open to it. I know. It's so. crazy because when I just read recently about Chandra Rhimes, she was like uh, so terrified. And she said she was going to spend time just saying yes to every opportunity because yeah. she was so terrified to do anything that she was turning away opportunities. So she said, okay, that's oh, yeah. it. I'm just going to say yes to every opportunity that comes my way for a while and see what yeah. happens. And boom, boom, boom. Things yep. just started popping. It's true. And same for me. I, I've been saying yes a lot. Right. right. <laughs> and my friend's like, come out with me tonight. I'm like, uh, okay. Right. Because <laughs> I need to be around my girlfriends. I can't just push everybody away because I've been painting so much. And I need to find time to socialize. I need to make time, you know, for myself and my friends. And it's yes, yes, exactly. It's, it's so important it feels for you good. to be a person. As well exactly. as everything else. You forget. And we forget because we're mothers. We forget because we're wives. We forget because we're right. we're teachers, nurses, whatever. They, you have to be you too. Right, right. And, you know, I found myself in a, um, just putting so much into my relationship too. And I just feel like just keeping your sense of who you are in your relationship, marriage, whatever it is, and having your own thing going is just... I, priceless absolutely really. that's that's like my takeaway is really doing living for what finding out yeah who you are and what makes you happy and holding on to that exactly. and not losing yourself in the process it's not about pleasing the man or woman in your life or it's about finding who you are and 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 Staying true to that. And then relationships should be the icing on the cake that you get to share that with somebody else. Absolutely. 100%. I said to my daughter-in-laws when they were marrying my sons, I said to them, you work, you, you, you're you educated, you have careers, have your own bank account. You should never have to ask him if you can buy a pair of shoes. And I'll 100%. never forget. My, they looked at me like my sons are like, what? And I'm like, there should never, you should have a bank account. They should have a bank it's account. The truth. You should have a little bit of money. $25 a week yep. goes into your, each of your bank accounts. Then if you Preach. see a boat. If she sees a pair yep. of shoes, you should never have to ask. Exactly. Oh, I love that. So, I'm stealing that. <laughs> oh, please do. So thank you, Beth. Thank you so very much. Um, of course. You're going to get the double so one to tough to mother shirt. I can't wait to send you your shirt because. Oh, I'll, I'll wear it with pride. <laughs> <laughs> you are definitely one tough mother. I mean, it's amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank well, so, so are much. you. So where do we. I appreciate it. Oh, thank appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. Where um, can we find you? Tell everybody where they can find you. Instagram. I am Beth Bowen. I am. I'm, I, I'm mainly oh. just on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. And you're going to start displaying your art? <laughs> I am. I am. Wait for that to be continued. And my first gallery uh, showcase will be October 6th. I'm really excited about that. Oh, that's awesome. And wait, Dollar, are you going to have like a, a website that's going to have like your art? Yes. Art? Yes. And I'm taking my photo shoot Thursday, getting new pictures and... It's really exciting. Oh, I'm super excited for you. Well, oh, please you so check back with us. You're welcome on the show anytime. When things oh, are going great, to. we'd love to have your art on the show. We'll, we'll, we're happy to have you back at any time. Yay. Well, thank you. I appreciate oh, that. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for and have a great, great day. 
Same, same to you. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. And we're back and we've got headaches and headlines and there's a lot of stuff going on as always. What do you got for me? All right. Startup sees autism as business assets. A tech startup is providing autistic contractors to clients seeking accuracy and speed, such as data entry. Um, Divergent was launched by the brother of an autistic man and fields 200 remote workers around the country, drawing from groups that offer support services to people on the spectrum. The platform also offers social and communication skills training, a nod to the notion that some autism characteristics are an asset in business. Actually, they did a story on this on CBS Sunday Morning, uh, you know, the magazine show they have on. Yes. They repeated this story recently, too. uh, Melissa and I were surprised to see it was repeated. But what a great story. Like companies like Microsoft and um, big companies are are hiring. Bottom line is if you can do a job and they bring a different set of skills and it's things that definitely I can't do. I'm going Um, to speak to this personally. My nephew has Asperger's and um, was pretty much um, bedroom. I mean, he would not leave his bedroom seriously. Like he would go out to get something in the kitchen. He was just that, um, that affected by Asperger's and he somehow gotten, somebody got in touch with him from a company. Now you're talking about, they live in Florida from LA and, um, they interviewed him through the internet and my brother and my sister-in-law went out to LA with him and this company hired him to build video games. Wow. And let me tell you, Seth, he makes more money than you and I put together. Okay. This unbelievable. They brought him out there. They have like a sponsor for him that helps him. And he's building unbelievable video games for this company because his mind is all about how that works and the interworkings and the interconnection and that whole, you know, web of what has to happen to make a video game happen. And he's amazing at it. I hope, um, I hope he gets to enjoy the, the fruits of his labor as well and enjoys playing the games. Oh yeah. Yeah. He li- they live to breathe and eat this stuff and he loves the job. This is a kid till he was 20, did not leave his bedroom. He's now wow. extremely like social. He does things on his own. Like they're real, they've helped him so tremendously that we're so Great. grateful and thankful to them. And then where I work at night, we hire um, kids with autism or Asperger's. These guys, you give them a job and they are so proud of themselves when they get the job done. They just want to, they're so amazing. So amazing. That's very cool. Yeah, just, you know, some people might have the wrong idea that, uh, you know, that these people can't have, uh, live, um, you know, fruitful lives. And, and they can. They can. Just they absolutely the can. They all do. Right. Okay, uh, let's move on. Uh, middle class dips into welfare. Oh, was this about me? <laughs> me. Okay. <laughs> American middle class is slipping into the federal safety net amid uh, stagnant wage growth. A Brookings Institution report shows as of 2014, those in the middle uh, uh, quintile of household income received $1 of every seven in social program benefits, including Medicaid and the Children's Health Insurance Program, housing assistance, child nutrition programs, and others, more than double what they were getting in the late 70s. It's terrible. It's horrible. Horrible. And they keep saying every America's working, America's working. There's so many more jobs. Well, not paying the bills. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know what to say to that other than I'm moving to Costa Rica. Okay. <laughs> These jobs don't pay what they did. Yeah, this is another. This is a, this is a great follow-up. Uh, although hiring is up across most industries, salaries are not following the trend, says the Washington Post. Of course, it's the Washington Post. Changes across the workforce, including automation, means that some jobs are not as lucrative as they used to be. Several industries that do not require college degrees often no longer offer the same opportunities they did 20 years ago when they could pay for a house or a car. These industries include motion picture and sound recording, warehousing and storage, food manufacturing, motor vehicles and parts dealers, repairs and maintenance and wood products. There's a lot more than that, too. I mean, it's just, Tons, yeah. You know, the, the world is changing. Like, you know, what our kids are going to be studying is going to be different, a lot different. You know, I was splicing tape in college. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. When you study communications, it's like it's obsolete in two years. So I still see that uh, there's a lot of good going into like the trades, honestly. I agree because that work always needs to be done. Right. You know, it's, not a, it's an honest profession and you can make decent money. Um, you just always have to adapt. You know, you have to see you have to adapt and figure out what you like and what you want to do and, and just keep pushing. That's the only choice we have. Right. Okay, but Amazon does not have that problem because they just hit a trillion dollars. Can you even count to a trillion dollars, no. Karen? Okay, me either. Um, Amazon on Tuesday became the second publicly traded US company to worry worry worth one trillion. I think they joined Apple on that. Um the retail giant shares rose nearly 2% during morning trading to reach a high of $2,050. And I own the stock at 200 and I sold it and I'm an idiot. Okay. Oh. Amazon's market value has since slipped below the symbolic 1 trillion mark, which Apple hit less than one month ago. Analysts cite Amazon's diverse portfolio, which now includes Whole Foods and PillPack as uh, its value driver, reports CNBC. Well, everybody uses Amazon. There's nothing really we can say about it other than uh, it'll probably hit... Um, a zillion. Is that what that? Yeah. Zillions after a trillion. Zillion a number? Okay. Yeah. Zillions a number. Okay, cool. A lot of adults say they're lonely. Um, that's very sad. Let's move to the next story. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Researchers found that 22% of US adults and 23% of those in the UK always or often feel lonely, isolated, or without companionship, according to a new study from The Economist and Kaiser Family Foundation. Only 9% of adults in Japan reported those feelings, but a greater intensity than people in the US and UK. The researchers write that concerns about loneliness and isolation have increased in recent years among researchers, policymakers, and the public. While technology is often blamed for feelings of isolation, study participants were split on whether technology eased or worsened their feelings of loneliness. I would guess that this has always been a, a pretty uh, uh, an issue. Yeah, I do and just too. Like, and you know what? I, yeah. Why don't you stick with one partner and stop divorcing everybody? Why don't you just go back to family type situations? Yeah, you know. I learned that lesson myself and like, you just have to get focused on what's important to you and start making excuses. And, you know, I guess it's like anything else. If you want something bad enough, you'll get it. So go, you know, when you stop feeling sorry for yourself and, and, you know, and decide what you want in life, you know, or if you need help, get help, you know, just get, you know, do whatever you have to do to get to where you want to be. Right. So if only you don't want to be lonely, then figure out, you know, how to turn it around. If you have to get help, professional help, or just, you know, get out of your comfort zone. Do it. I agree. Right? Okay. More patients turning to urgent care. A new study published in JAMA Internal Medicine found that uh, visits to urgent care centers for low acuity conditions like ankle sprain and respiratory infection rose 119% from 2008 to 2015. During the same time, visits to hospital emergency departments for the types of same types of conditions fell. The study evaluated patients with com uh, commercial health insurance also found that visits to retail clinics rose 214% from 2008 to 
Urgent care has become such a more popular option in recent years, and hospitals and startups have launched new ventures backed by millions of dollars in funding. I've used some of these places, and God, one I went to was just such a ripoff. You know, I, I, I had some kind of infection or something, and it's like, oh, we're going to test you for mono. I was like, I'm not 14. You're not testing me for mono to up my bill. Right, right, it, right. But you know, um, some of these these options are really great for people who can't a don't have health care and they need yeah. immediate care, and a hospital will charge you, you know, nine billion dollars. So kids, you know, we take our kids when it's late at night and they're sick or whatever. We've taken our kids to these places too. That's actually specifically for kids. So it's um yeah, it's it's a little slippery slope. You just gotta you know you should uh, before you pick one, you know, see the ratings on it and everything else because some of them are kind of like chop shops, you know, and some of them are legit. And be, so. be proactive, like look up a couple of them around your area. And like you yeah. said, read a little bit about the uh, ratings and what people are saying about them. So if something happens, it's already, you know where you're going and what the options are. Yeah. And uh, let's, uh, our last uh, story today, we're going to talk about Burt Reynolds has died at 82. I think most people listen to our show know who Burt Reynolds is, but he was, I think he had a five-year run of the top, you know, top Hollywood star. You know, this guy started as a football player, Florida State. Um, he's a legend. You know, he's he's an acting legend, and uh, I think he was actually working on a new movie. Or they didn't get a Quentin Tarantino movie, but they didn't get a chance to to film it. Uh, he had an Oscar nomination for his role in Boogie Nights. Um, I thought he was really. And, I mean, I thought he was funny. He was a good actor. I think everybody liked him, right? All the women loved him. All the guys wanted to be him. He was the guy for many years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we're sorry about it. I think, would he die of a heart attack? I believe so. Heart failure. Oh, that's that's sad. But, yeah. Well, you know, rest in peace, Burt Reynolds. I, Smokey and the Bandit and uh, all the good movies that you did. I thought you were great. Yeah, everybody liked Burt. And, Seth, I think he got mail. 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 We got, we got one letter today. I don't know why I'm talking like this. <laughs> I like your Jerry Seinfeld. You do the best Jerry Seinfeld, by the way. I don't think so. I don't know. What about a tough mother? What's so tough about her? I don't know. <laughs> what makes her tough? <laughs> okay, let's do this. Uh, dear One Tough Mother, my fiance and I purchased the home, at, uh, home 18 months ago. The location is amazing. The property is perfect, but the house was vacant for a little over two years, and the former, former owners left it in total disrepair. The structure is sound, however, cosmetically, it is a real fixer-upper, a work in progress. That's if you actually do some work on it. When we purchased the place, Jason, my fiance, it was all in. He was so excited about tearing out walls, moving rooms, and making this house our own. He went out and purchased over $3,000 in tools and all the necessary, in quotes, items he would need to rebuild this house. He insisted on top-of-the-line tools because they were going to last for years to come. And at this rate that Jason is going, those tools will last two lifetimes because they get little to no use. Boo, Jason. Okay. Don't get me wrong. He pulled down walls, opened staircases, ripped out a dated tile. However, that's the only damn thing he's done. Oh, she's oh, mad. Oh, boy. Constantly complains that he is tired, he has no time, or doesn't know when he will find time. He says he must watch DIY videos or call a friend to get instruction on how to get this place livable. I am beside myself. We get married in 11 months, and I want to come home from our honeymoon to a house you can live in safely, not this gutted structure. We both work all weekend on weekends. Um, well, on weekends, we should be uh, working on the house. We are fighting about his lack of knowledge and interest. 
My father and brother used to come over to help, but they stopped. They say it's a waste of their time because Jason is so unprepared. What should I do? Jason's lack of follow-through commitment and his lazy approach to this work is killing my excitement about getting married and being with Jason. Help. Oh, wow. This is a big one. Hire somebody. Hire. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he might have bit off more than he can chew, but also, what are you doing? I I, got to turn the tide here a little bit. Are you... Are your hands getting dirty? Are you guys in there doing this together? This sounds like something, you know, I watch all these shows. These couples all do it together. Ah, uh, bingo. They all get, yep. They all get in there and do it together. Maybe she is. I don't know. I don't know. She isn't really. She's focused on him so much in this letter. I don't know what she's doing. Right. But you got to do it together. Like you're about to get married and you're about to like join, get, you know, you're living together. You're, you're trying to spend the rest of your lives together. This is like, you know, we're, you know, look, you work with your hands, Karen. There's no reason a woman can't get her hands dirty oh, and do this. absolutely I, not. I can swing a hammer just like any other guy. I've built decks. I've done a million things. And you know what? Watch a couple of videos and try to figure it out if you can't do it. Because there's so much information out there. There's no reason you can't. Period. Also, you know, we've talked about relationships in the past. Um, the biggest problem, the biggest relationship killer is a lack of communication. And this doesn't sound, you know, it just sounds like he's not communicating how he feels about things. He, I guess he's feeling probably lost and alone, I'm guessing. And she's feeling like the, her man is not being her man and taking, you know, taking the reins and, and doing the house. So the two of you got to get on the same page and figure it out. Otherwise, you know, this marriage won't, it, it'll be over before it even starts. And I want you to give the guy a break. I mean, okay, so you said it, Seth. There's a bazillion DIY shows out there. The do-it-yourselfers and their wives and husbands or, you know, or a man and a woman. And th- they make it look easy because it's got to be done in a certain period of time for the show. So they cut out a lot of the really difficult uh, lugging and, and lifting. So it, the guy probably was super excited. You bought this beautiful house in a beautiful area. You know, you said it's a great location, great yard. But it was vacant for a couple of years. There's a lot of work that goes into that. A lot, a lot of work. So when you start diving in, it becomes overwhelming if this is not what you do for a living. So I have to kind of like feel bad for the guy. Maybe he really thought he could do it. Maybe he's now embarrassed to say he can't do it and he needs help. So hire the guy, either a helper or hire someone to do it and have him help them to cut the cost maybe. Agree. And you should, like Seth said, you I can swing a hammer just like everybody else. So you should also be thinking about doing that. And if that's not what you're in for, like if you say, well, that's not the way it was going to be. He was going to do the house. I was going to do whatever the case is. Then communicate that to him and figure it out together. Don't make this all his issue. I agree totally. So Good luck, guys. Go ahead. I just said good luck, guys. Yeah, good luck. Like, you know, there's tons of help out there. And I understand it becomes overwhelming. And you ripped out a ton of stuff. Now you got to put it all back. You know, um, ask for help. Don't be embarrassed. It it happens. Everybody does it. They think it looks easy, but it's not that easy. In the meantime, I wanted to say, Mother Says is, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment there is. Remember, you don't have to be anything else. Be yourself. I mean, you know, 
worry about what you are and who you are and what you're doing. Don't let the world dictate to you who you are. And don't let people in your life dictate to you who you are. Be yourself. And Seth, I'm, again, push Melissa to drink more. I'm Melissa, I want you to drink more. There, I said it myself. So Melissa, drink some more water. Everybody, remember, hydration is extremely important. Seth, have a great week. Carry a bottle of water with you, dude. We are going to say thank you so much to our guests, Beth Bowman. And we will be back next week with another great guest. I'll talk to everybody. Have a great week. So is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as I... Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian.